ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to His Heart Line. Thank you for joining us. Where every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a His Heart Line discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back, how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. You know, the problem is, is that there's just too many people out there that just want to complain. They don't want to be part of the solution. They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, once you get off to the sidelines, grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. you got to get involved with God. you got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the ones in the driver's seat. They are the host. They're the ones at the wheel. Therefore, they are the ones steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here at His Hard Line. You are joined with us for another episode of 1% with Him with a reading out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 7. And what we are going to be talking about is a message to Ethiopia. So glad to have you all here. It is Friday, November 25th, 2022. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving Thursday yesterday, and I hopefully uh, nobody got too crazy on Black Friday here, which I like to, you know, consider it Black Plague Friday because it's just where everybody likes to go out and get consumed with consumerism to get their good big deals on their big screen TVs and and Lord knows whatever else that people like to go out and, uh, you know, battle a bunch of traffic and people that seems to be off of work all at once. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, that just does not scream tis the season for me. I don't know. It. I went out briefly, and that was to go help a buddy of mine move a few trailers full, full of uh, furniture and stuff from his storage unit because he was just moving into a new house that he just built just up the road from me. Super excited about that. He's my old boss, but also a good friend of mine. And so he's, you know, moved about five minutes up the road, got about six and a half acres on this beautiful, beautiful piece of country. Um, just awesome. So I went out, I helped him, and I went to go get my wife's car washed. And um, what else did I do? 
car wash. And yeah, that was it. And I, that was enough for me. There was so much traffic on the road. I couldn't even handle it. I was like, Oh boy, this is why I don't go out. And this is, I'm so happy. I'm not a big into black Friday or any of that other crap. Like, see to me, that just, to me, it just seems like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a big consumerism type of trap. I just, I don't get involved with any of that. I don't know. I call me, call me crazy, but I just don't care about those kind of things. You know, I just, I really don't. So anyway, <clears throat> so glad to have you all here. I hope you guys tuned in this morning to the Brandenburg block hour. If you did not have a chance to tune in, you will be able to find the recording tonight or, you know, on the uh, download side, I should say. And uh, we were able to get on the Brandenburg News Network. It was probably about 10 after nine. She kept having issues on her streaming service. Seems like some bad people are trying to uh, mess with her because typically she normally doesn't have any issues, but it seems like, and I don't want to say it's just me because she's had this with other guests that talk about some pretty, pretty heavy topics, but she seems to be having a lot of issues, you know, whenever she has certain guests on and they have, you know, deep, heavy conversations that kind of help her, you know, proceed with the awakening of people, but <clears throat> she's a heavy researcher. So check out her show. Uh, you can find it on Rumble. You can also go to BrandenburgNewsNetwork.com and you can find all that. It's a, it's a uh, platform she is starting up. So uh, like all things, everything has a beginning and like all things great takes time to evolve. So check it out and give her some support and uh, give her a follow. Again, it's Donna Brandenburg and you can find her over there at Brandenburg News Network. So let's get into the reading. Isaiah chapter 18 verses 1 through 7. And it reads... Ah, land of buzzing insects beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, sending ambassadors by sea in papyrus boats on the waters. Go swift, messengers, to a nation tall and bronzed, to a people dreaded near and far, a nation strong and conquering, whose land is washed by rivers. All you who inhibit the world, who dwell on earth, when the signal is raised on the mountain, look. When the trumpet blows, listen. For thus says the Lord to me, I will be quiet, looking on from where I dwell, like the shimmering heat and sunshine, like a cloud of dew at harvest time, before the vintage, when the flowering has ended, and the blooms are succeeded by ripening grapes, then comes the cutting branches with pruning hooks, and the discarding of the lopped off shoots. They shall be left to the mountain vultures and to the beasts of the earth. The vultures shall summer on them. All the beasts on the earth shall winter on them. Then will gifts be brought to the Lord of hosts, to the place of the name of the Lord of hosts, Mount Zion, from a people tall and bronzed, from a people dreaded near and far, a nation strong and conquering, whose land is washed by rivers. And like I said, it's a very, very short chapter, but that is Isaiah chapters one through seven. So kind of let's look at the lessons from the text. Now, as we look at this, we're, we're looking at earthly rulers and the king. Now, verse three displays an interesting but common characteristic about God. Now, whenever he is about to say or do something important, he proceeds it with an announcement or a prophecy. And I think of when like our president is going to give a speech. It is always announced beforehand, right? And so we are told that he is going to say something and the press is gathered and then he gives his formal address, right? Now, God the Father is the same way. As king of heaven, he announces to his prophets what 
he is going to do. Sometimes, as was the case with the birth of Christ and even the prophet of Daniel, and the message is sent by an angel who speaks directly to humans. And we could see this referenced in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 27, and Daniel chapter 10, um, verse 2, and then uh, chapter 12, verse 13. And so continuing with the analogy, imagine an angel or a prophet as the forerunner who announces that God is about to do something, right? Or to tell you something. And the believers are like the press who gather to hear or see the event, expecting God to perform it, and therefore telling others to tune in. And then God then performs his work, and all those who witness it proclaim abroad what he has done. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if we all tuned in to God's speech? I mean, really. He has given one long speech to us in the form of the Bible. And his voice can be heard in his constant presence in human history. He's our sovereign king. And let's give him the respect that he deserves. Now let's look at this verse by verse. Now as we look at verses 1 through 2, God describes Ethiopia as a great nation that has influence across the Red Sea and faraway people. And he's sending ambassadors to people who have been peeled and spoiled, raises a suspicion of them taking advantage of those in a weakened condition. And this is, in fact, the case as is revealed in the following verses. Now, as we look at verse 3, the preceding proclamation is standard when God gives the decree. And like any earthly king, the Lord announces that he is about to tell you something important. Verse 4, God is going to step back and assess the situation, but he never acts in haste. We need to remember that. Now, as we look at verse 5, before evil has time to bear its full fruit, God will cut it down. Now, Ethiopia's intentions against other nations are definitely not good, or God wouldn't have no cause to intervene. So instead of taking advantage of others, as we look at verse 6, as, instead of taking advantage of others, the evildoer will become the victim. And you can compare with Psalm 57, 6. And alternately, God is telling us that evil is self-destruction. For the very thing of which one is partaking will one day feed on that person. And as we look at verse 7, the last verse, all the people that have been beaten up and taken advantage of by this world and other people are the very same people God considers to be a gift to himself, and he is going to wrap them up and bring them to a new home on Mount Zion. Wow, wouldn't that be great? And I believe that will happen. You know, as I read this, I was, I was, I was thinking about talking about this before I started the reading, but as I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I do want to talk about this a little bit because, you know, <clears throat> like like with verse five, right, where it talks about where it talks about. Uh, let me go back to it real quick. Hold on, verse five, verse five, where it says, "Before the vintage, when the flowering has ended and the blooms are succeeded by ripening grapes, then comes the cutting of branches with pruning hooks and the discarding of the lopped off shoots." Again before evil has time to bear its fruit, its full fruit, God will cut it down. 
because Ethiopia's intentions against other nations obviously are not good at heart. And then, you know, that basically leaves God to intervene. So it cannot, you know, cause any, 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 any extra harm. I really think we're seeing that. I think we're going to see that here with our nation, quite frankly. Um, I mean, we have a nation, uh, whether the people want to believe it or not, we have a nation that's very, very evil. And I say evil, I, I don't mean the nation as a whole, not the U.S. of A., not the people of the U.S. of A. I'm talking about the satanic sick people in D.C. that has been running this nation. They are evil. They have no good intentions for this nation, nor do they have good intentions for any nation around the world for that matter. And even though we're not talking about a specific nation, I mean, we are talking about a group of people that is in charge of a nation that is also trying to cause destruction and enslavement worldwide. Well, God will have no cause. You know, here's the thing. You know, the thing of the matter is, is God will intervene. But at the same time, we also have to play a big role in that and be a part of his tools and his tool chest, if you will, to be part of this fight. You know, earlier today, too, speaking of which, you know, like it was saying in verse seven, all people that have been beaten up and taken advantage of by this world and other people, and you know, are the very same people that God considers to be a gift to himself. You know, I really believe that there are good, there are really good people. And there are a lot of good people in this world that are beaten up and they are taken advantage of and they are chewed up and spit out, right? Sometimes we even might feel like that we are those people sometimes. I know sometimes I feel like that myself, right? And today I had to look myself in the mirror because earlier when I was helping my buddy Tim move into his house, and again, I say move into his house, I helped him with two two big, large trailer fulls, you know, from a storage unit. But, you know, I was talking to him and his wife and, you know, and her parents, and I was saying, you know, yeah, the house that we built, you know, it's only three years old, of course, but I said, you know, the builder that built our house, I tell you what, they did a terrible job. I mean, they, you know, they, we, we, we're starting to see, you know, screws come through the studs of, you know, through, or excuse me, screws, you know, nails coming through the drywall and, and through the floor, you know, with the vinyl. And, you know, we're noticing this and we're noticing that and blah, 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 blah. It's like, man, you shouldn't really have that with a brand new house and just, you know, blah, 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 right? Just complaining, complaining, complaining. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you something. Earlier, when I was washing my hands in the restroom, I was like looking at myself in the mirror and I was noticing one of those, I was noticing one of those screws in the drywall that was kind of ever so slightly raised up out of the drywall. I mean, not where it's popping out through the paint, but you can definitely tell an elevated, you know, raised section by the screw head. Now, meanwhile, we have this lady, she appears to be maybe in her 60s who's homeless, clearly, because she is toting around a a, uh, a Meyer shopping cart with practically every belonging that she owns in that cart, and she found a spot behind one of the, um, behind one of the, uh, the shopping plaza. There's this little corner, this little nook that she found that pretty much blocks her for most of the wind. And um, my wife has seen her People have posted her on Facebook saying this poor woman is living behind this plaza here in this town, which is literally just, you know, only a minute drive up the road from our house. 
and it's a nice area. It's not like a, it's not ridden with homeless people. This is probably one of the first ones we're really seeing. And, well, you know, my travels, I see a lot of people in Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. I mean, it, I'm seeing it ever increasing. I'm seeing a lot more stealth camping. It seems like a lot of people are losing their homes. And it really saddens me because it's like not I wish I wish I was the one. My wife and I were the ones that won that $2 billion because, quite frankly, after taxes are taken out and you pay half that to the crooked government, you know, you could still do a lot of a lot of good with that billion dollars. Now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, the first thing I would do is pay off the rest of our debt, pay off our home, probably sell our home, go build a nice modest home out on like 20 or 40 acres, to be quite honest with you, you know, and just live very simply, have a garden, raise some chickens, have some cows and goats and and, and really just truly live humbly, but also I, I, I think it would be nothing, you know, there'd be nothing better and more rewarding than to create like a refuge and make like a bunch, you know, build a bunch of tiny homes on a beautiful piece of acreage and have, you know, just people come and just stay for free to enjoy God's goodness, not charge them, just really enjoy it. Right. And uh, I, I guess I'm jumping around here. Let me, let me get back to this first before I start going down my stupid dream path here. But, you know, I was complaining, I was talking about my home. And this, that, right? Com- complaints of little things. And and there's this lady, like I said, behind the shopping plaza living. And and that's that's her home. Like she's outside. And any if you know anything about Michigan, Michigan gets pretty cold in the winter. And as I was washing my hands, I'm like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm thinking to myself, you dumbass. Excuse my language, folks. But literally, that's kind of what I said out loud to myself as I'm staring back at myself in the mirror. Thinking to myself, why are you complaining about this? Why are you complaining about this screw head that's ever so slightly raised out of the drywall when this poor woman, among many others out there, are just struggling to keep their bellies full and stay warm as the temperatures drop as we get into deeper into the winter season? I mean, literally, I had to really shame myself because I was reflecting on that conversation and what I was saying and just a little minor things. And of course, we all do it. We all forget how good we have it. We all forget how good we have it. And like I said, as I was staring at myself, I was thinking I was, I was just ashamed. I was like, how dare you complain about something like that? When this poor woman is trying to figure out how to get her next meal, how to stay warm, how to stay dry, where do you how where the next restroom she'll be able to be able to relieve herself from properly? You know, I mean, I'm like thinking of all these different things that this woman would probably wish she had. And here I am in general conversation with my buddy and his wife as they're moving into their brand new home, which, by the way, is a beautiful home. And my wife and I, I believe we have a beautiful home, too. Don't ask me why I complain about the little things here and there. Because at the end of the day, it's just minor stupid stuff. Nothing's going to be perfect, just like human beings. No one human being is perfect. And like my father-in-law, who is, who, um, he, uh, he's an appraiser. So he's in and out of new homes, old homes, historic homes, multi-million dollar homes. And he even has told me, he goes, Jason, let me tell you something. You're never... You're never going to have a, even a multi-million dollar home. It's never going to be perfect. And I was like, huh. But anyway, I guess I share that with you just to, because for some of us out there, you know, we often forget how good we really have it. We forget, you know, just 
we forget the the big the big and little blessings that God bestows upon us, and and it's in those moments that that I think about, like what can I do to be a better servant of God? Because let me tell you something. My wife has seen people post about this poor woman on Facebook. My wife saw her today in passing while she was going out to her car. She took a picture of her to see like maybe what she possibly had in her cart because we're like trying to think, what can we bring this woman? And then I think about a good friend of mine who I work with, not going to mention his name for privacy purposes, but you know, he injured himself pretty well, pretty bad uh, several months back. Uh, personal injury at home, not work related, but then he recovered from that after being off of work for quite some time. And uh, just about drained out his savings account. And his credit cards were all maxed out. And he had used up every last bit of sick time and short-term disability. And it got to the point where the last two weeks, he was unable to collect a paycheck, two or three weeks or something like that. So anyway, he was able to come back to work. And then he injured himself at work, poor guy. Shoulder injury this time. This time it was a work-related injury. Now he was able to get workman's comp. But the problem is, is that workman's comp for some reason or another, they don't want to pay out for some reason. They're, they're, I don't know what their deal is, but clearly he got injured at work. It was caught on camera. You could see where he had injured himself. I mean, it's not like he's faking it. And he's a very honest Christian man. I mean, you want to talk about a man who has the heart of Christ in his heart and has gone from the past that he had to where he's at now. Yeah, I can honestly say this man has a true testimony and his, is a, a, a pure witness of God and Jesus Christ. I mean, he's a good man, loves Christ. He just happened to get dealt a really terrible hand right now lately. And I'm feeling so bad for the guy. Fortunately, the church stepped up and he's not a man who asked for help. He did not ask for help. But his pastor knows him really well, invited him out to lunch. They ended up not only catching up the three late payments on their house, but ended up, you know, taking care of him and his family with their house payment to the end of the year. Hallelujah. Thank God for that man and, and that pastor in that church. And I'm not here to tout my own things. I don't like announcing when I give stuff, but we gave him a significant amount of money. I won't, I won't mention what, but that's beside the point. He didn't ask for it. We had it extra and God laid it upon my wife's heart who brought it to me said, Hey, let's give Matt this. I said, okay. But he's still in dire straits and I'm trying to figure out and wrap my head around. I'm trying to figure these things out. And like I was just telling my wife earlier this evening, I said, you know what really hurts my heart? What hurts my heart the most is not being able to, not being able to have enough money to be able to do what I really want for these people. And which brings me back to that comment that I was about to say, like, you know, this, that the, you know, we all saw the Powerball get up to $2 billion. Like that was crazy insane. Right. And I think to myself, like, if I won that, like, what would I really do with a billion dollars after taxes are paid? Right. Like really, what would you do with $1 billion? And I know a lot of us would be like, oh man, I'd buy this. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. It's like, okay, that's cool. But that's not going to fulfill you. It's not going to make you happy. And like I said, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'd pay off my house. I'd sell the house. I'd go build a modest home that we've always wanted out on 40 acres. Nothing crazy. I'd probably buy a nice, you know, 
decent pickup truck and whatever the wife wanted. And then just a Sunday cruiser that her and I use for date nights. Nothing crazy. I would not go out being buying. I would not go out buying a yacht. I would not be going out buying snowmobiles or four wheelers. Don't really care about that stuff. I'd rather have experiences with my family and help other people out. Because ever since, weird, ever since I've ripped out the money hooks out of my skin and stopped caring about the love of money like I used to, it's amazing where the level of giving goes at that point. And I just, I thought, I told my wife, I said, man, I said, if we had that billion dollars that we had won, man, you know how much good we could do with that? How much giving we could really do with that? I mean, you could really pull a lot of people up who really want to have help, right? That really want to make something of themselves. I mean, let's face it. There's a class of people who are homeless that really truly like being homeless. And that's what they want. They want to live out of the matrix. They want nothing to do with this B system. And you know what? Respect. I give those people mad respect. But there are people that I believe that are truly homeless, that they just had a bad dealing. And it's like, you know, they just can't catch a break. And it's like, man, it just hurts my heart because there's like nothing significant Jason Jones or Katie Jones can do. Like, yes, we can bring a meal. Yes, we could bring a sleeping bag. Yes, we can maybe, you know, buy a tent. We can, you know, buy certain things within our budget, right? And without compromising, you know, being able to take care of and provide for my family as well. But it's like... I don't know. It just, I'm starting to see an ever increasing population of homeless people across the state of Michigan, and it's killing my heart seeing this happen. I absolutely hate it. I'm sure we're seeing this in other states, California, Missouri. I'm sure we're seeing it in Wisconsin. I mean, every state, Illinois. What does a guy do? What does a girl do, right? I don't know. I'm still praying on it. I'm trying to figure it out, trying to ask God, hey, what do you want me to do? Because not only are there homeless people out there, but there are also people who are just on the brink of losing it all because of terrible circumstances like my buddy who got injured. Not once, but twice. You know, I don't know. Don't know why I was sharing all this, but it just kind of God laid it on my heart. And I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like, what, what should Jason do to help? with the unfortunate souls out there that are just dealing with really bad luck that are dealing with, you know, bad circumstances, people who are fighting a system that won't take care of their medical bills or pay out workman's comp when they rightfully should be getting paid, you know, after a workplace injury, right? Like, you know, and so one of my things back to this homeless lady, I was telling you all about with his hard line, we do, you know, we try to make shirts. And now I haven't been heavily pushing the sales of shirts. Don't know why. Probably, I'll be honest with you, probably just because my, between my wife and I, I don't have a lot of time. So we're thinking about, like I said, having our good friend Randy, who does the mugs and the coffee tumblers, letting him do it because he's got the resources to do it. Not not for us to make money, but just to get the name out there and people who just want a His Hardline shirt or a tumbler or whatever. And every once in a while, you know, when he feels it's necessary, then he, you know, donates to the show. Cool. But I had it placed upon my heart that, you know what, I'd like to make this woman a His Hardline hoodie. It's red. You've seen me wear it. I wore it this morning. And I would like to start, and it only starts with one, right? I, I think, I think, and like I was telling my wife, I, I want to do this. So I think I'm going to stop at the store tomorrow and buy a blank red hoodie, 
we already have the vinyl. And like I said, on the back of the shirt has a Joshua 1-9 verse. I command you, be do you know, be strong and steadfast and do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so I was thinking about, I've always talked about wanting to give shirts, his hardline shirts to the homeless. And I think this might, this woman might be my first one. So I think we're going to go make a shirt. We're going to go buy a shirt, a hoodie to be specific. We're going to make it. We have brand new sleeping bags we never use. They're like, can't, you know, sleeping bags you use for like negative 30 degree weather. We're going to bring her one of those. And another blanket. I'm just trying to think of different things. Like when I looked at her cart, her cart was super full. It's like, okay, like, you know, like I want to give this woman the world, but it's like at the same time, it's like, how is she going to take care of it all? Or, you know, if she gets kicked out of the spot that... You know, if, if police try to kick her out of that spot, which, you know, if they do, man, that, that would just be a damn shame. You know, there's so much I want to do. Wool socks. Okay, Oscar was saying wool socks. You know what? That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Toiletries. You know what? I'm glad that you guys are giving me this ideas because I don't know. I just, I, I hate seeing people without. I'm sure all you guys feel the same way. I know you guys do. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna think I'm gonna do what Zero Michigan's saying. Wait on God's direction. There's something I really want to do. I just don't know how to do it. Food that doesn't need refrigeration. That's a good, good, good choice. Good suggestion. Yeah, I'm thinking of all these different things. But yeah, I'm telling you. I think maybe back to what Zero Michigan was saying. Wait on God's direction. Well, His direction is really tugging at my heart for this one particular woman. So. You know, it's obviously I'm not going to be able to feed the world, right? But, you know, I guess to, 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 to be, you know, make a difference in the world, as they say, right, is, you know, you could be a difference to, to, you can be a difference in one person's world. And so maybe, maybe that's maybe what we do. Yeah. And he says, communicate with her out of respect as an intelligent neighbor. Yeah. You know what? I think we might do that. Meet her where she's at, right? So think that's what we're going to do just you know meet her where she's at because it's uh i think god's direction is pointing me and my wife to this woman because my wife was saying she goes you know there was a lot of foot traffic at the uh <clears throat> there was a lot of foot traffic out at that plaza she goes i hope people you know gave her money i hope people gave her this i hope people gave her that and it's like well we can hope all day long but what if they didn't Maybe we're supposed to. So I think tomorrow oh, we were going to go, like I, I wanted to actually get up out of my seat after, you know, we ate dinner and I wanted to go, but it's already dark time and I don't want to freak the woman out. And uh, so I think tomorrow, because she's been there now a week. And so I think tomorrow when I get out of work, uh, while it's daylight, because I don't want to startle her and I don't want her feeling, you know, um, unsafe you know uh so i want to try to do this you know properly and with with kindness and 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 sensitivity because i know you know it could be really hard thing to accept help you know i think of my buddy that i gave money to you know he didn't ask for it the one that got hurt at work but you know when i gave him that money he just he started kind of crying you know and 
He's like, thank you, man. Like, I really, really appreciate that. I said, dude, don't thank me, dude. Thank God. This is all got a gift from God, man. He, he, he gifted me and my wife this, and therefore he wanted me to gift you this. Like, this is not mine. So um, I like Rita's um, suggestion, a Bible. I do. I was thinking about getting a Bible for her, too. And like you said, approach her with a hot meal and a drink. I think that's a great idea. Maybe like a, a burger and fries from Culver's, you know? Yeah, we'll have the wife and my daughter because, you know, just, man, I hate seeing people hurt. I hate seeing people hurt and I hate seeing people without. Like I said, it makes me bring, sh I, I, like I, I, it, I, sh I feel shame for myself when I look at myself in a mirror and think to myself, what are you complaining about, Jason? What in exactly in the world are you complaining about? You're what you're complaining about the paint not being rolled on properly on the wall. <laughs> are you complaining, you know, about this, that, and the other? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Oscar was just saying they usually want to know whether the food is homemade or not. Hmm. I'm curious about that one. I, I guess if it was me, I was homeless. I don't know if I'd be caring about if it was homemade or not. I don't know. That's just me, though. I'd be just happy that it's hot, I guess. But yeah, you know, it's we've been reading lately that the food pantries, they're struggling. Even people that aren't homeless, you know, the food pantries are struggling to keep um, to keep food stocked. Because even people that aren't homeless yet, hopefully not ever, but the people that aren't homeless yet... You know, there's a lot of families that are struggling. And so I don't know. I was thinking about starting a Go, uh, not a GoFundMe. GoFundMe sucks. I was thinking about setting, setting up a, a, a Give, Send, Go because I was going to, you know, contribute another $500 to it. And then anybody who could for my buddy, Matt, and I don't know. I, I don't know where it goes. I don't know. I feel weird setting stuff like that up because, you know, me personally, I like to see where my money's directly going to. I want to make sure that the money that I'm giving goes directly to the person that's the beneficiary of it. You know what I mean? That's why whenever I'm at a gas station or a store, they're like, oh, would you like to donate a dollar to the blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, because I have no idea if this money is going directly to them. Probably like one cent on the dollar. And the other 99 cents is being kept by the corporation. No, I'm not giving you my dollar. I'd rather take this dollar and give it to a homeless man on the corner. Sure, he might use it for a pack of smokes, but at least I know what's going to him. You know, I remember when I was in Florida, this guy came up to me. I was waiting for this girl I was dating at the time. This is before I met my wife, Katie, but I was waiting for her to get off work. And this was in Daytona Beach, Florida. And you know, this homeless guy came walking up. You could tell he looks like a, you know, a beach bum, but, you know, super cool, chill guy. And uh, he, he comes up to me. He goes, hey, man, this is and I, this is when I had my 2013 Mustang. He's like, man, this is a really cool car, man. Like, super cool car. Or no, it was my 09. Anyway, it don't matter. But he was, like, observing and loving the car. He's like, look, man, like, I was wondering, can you give me, like, $5 or $4? I forgot what it was. It was, like, an odd number. And he's like, you know, love to love to get some money, you know, because I, I there's this uh, there's this shelter and it, it costs, you know, what is it like twelve dollars to be able to get a, you know, um, a shower, a nice hot shower and a bed to sleep in at night. You know, for it's like twelve bucks. I forgot where it was at. I was like, I was like, dude, man, I said, uh, I said, I said, I got I said, all I have on me is 20 bucks. I said, here you go, man. Like and literally that's all I had because I never carry cash. I was like, yeah, I got a 20. Here you go, man. 
He's, oh man, dude, thank you. God bless you, brother. I said, look, man, whatever you do with it, I said, I don't know if what you're saying is really true. Cause I was like 20 something at the time. I said, I don't know what you're saying is really true. I said, but you know what? Enjoy. I don't care if you go out and buy, you know, a beer with it or smokes or really you need food or a place to say, you know, that you're telling me it costs 12 bucks. But you know what? Whatever you do, enjoy it, you know? But yeah, when you get these big corporations and they ask you at the debit card machine, would you like to donate a dollar for the children's blah, 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 blah. It's like, no. Because you guys are a bunch of crooks. You think I'm going to trust a corporation to give? Get out of here. And Testry was just saying, yeah, it's called the Clinton donations. <laughs> yeah, that's no that's no BS. They pocket 99% of it. So I don't know. I was thinking about starting a, a give, send, go for my good friend because he's got two kids. His wife is a stay-at-home mom. And he's the sole provider. And I, I, I feel for him because what he's going through, I'll be honest with you, is my worst nightmare. But can I tell you something? His faith is beautiful because he was just, I was just talking to him on the phone the other day. He goes, you know me, Jason, I don't ask for anything. I said, he was like, you know what the church did for us? I said, what they do? He goes, we were three months behind on our house payment. He goes, our pastor invited us out. He talked to us, you know, about doing the, uh, the, uh, financial freedom course by Ramsey solutions that a lot of churches do. And uh, they're going to enroll us in that for free. He said, not only did they catch us up on our house payments, but they covered us till the end of the year. I was like, wow, hallelujah. That is awesome, Matt. He goes, it is. He goes, and, and I asked him, I said, well, what are you going to do with the kids for Christmas? He goes, you know what? It doesn't matter. He goes, you know, I want them to see. He's like, I want them to see the how faith when you trust in God, I want them to be able to witness God's work at, at hand here. He goes, I have true faith that God is going to be working miraculously here. He goes, they don't need any more stuff. He goes, you know, my whole life, since my kids were little, they got and got and got, and I was always able to buy and buy and buy and always spoil them. He goes, this is going to be a year they're going to have to learn. And they didn't understand at first, but I told them, he goes, you know, mommy and daddy, we're, you know, we're a few, couple months behind making our car payments. We're a couple months behind on, on the house. And there's just some things we just can't do right now. And he said, I want my kids. I'd rather have my kids grow stronger in faith, watching how God works through other people, rather than have them be you know, given gifts at Christmas and not have their faith, you know, strong. I said, wow. I said, you know what, Matt, that's beautiful. I said, I am so happy to hear that. And you could hear it in his voice. Like he says it flat out. He goes, it sucks. He goes, but you know what? God is good. It'll be all right. I don't know his situation. I know his credit cards are maxed out. I know he's not receiving any pay. In fact, not only is he not receiving pay, but the next two weeks worth of um, medical procedures that he has to get done are not being covered. He has to keep calling these people that are in charge of passing this through and they're not doing what they need to do. Rita was just saying, did you see the one on Bart, uh, that Bards did on Bards FM? There was a couple that needed $11,000 and he raised over 15,000 
as of last night. And they, they use gifts and go, see, that's amazing. That's beautiful. See, that is amazing. You know, like them or hate them. There are some things that Scott says on his platform, and I'll say it here. There are some things that he has said that I absolutely cannot stand and have 100% disagreed with. Because I believe there are some things he just doesn't know that's happening that really is happening. But then majority of the stuff he says is just outstanding. And I love what he's doing over there. He really is doing God's work. And quite frankly, more people need to be like him. We need more bards. We need more kilted Christians. We need more good men and women. We need more of those people. Seriously, we need more of those people. So, uh, my, you know, I don't know. I'm just babbling on now, I guess. I, I have really nothing of good substance I'm talking about here. Like I said, I'm just I'm sitting here looking at my little pocket white cross here, twirling around in my hands as I'm like talking to you guys and just kind of pouring out my heart about just kind of what, you know, just, <laughs> just brainstorming here of what I could do. I don't know. So I guess that's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to start where that lady's at. I'm going to meet her where she's at. Get her a, get her a, a, a hot meal, bring the wife and daughter. So she sees that we're, you know, pure, pure intentions and maybe get her a, a his hardline shirt. I don't know. Like I said, uh, you know, my wife has seen her and seen posts of her. So it's just really kind of heartbreaking when you see these things take place, you know? So, but um, I guess that's all we have. Speaking of the wife, she's sitting in here, popping in, creeping. I see her in the listener board here. I see you. <laughs> all right, let's do a prayer here and then we'll close us out. Uh, she does a little winky face. She's funny. <laughs> She's a good egg. I tell you what, if it wasn't for her, my heart would still be black. I'll be honest with you. It would still be black. <laughs> All right, let's do a prayer. All right, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so very much for the wonderful, wonderful blessings you bring in our life. We do apologize. We ever complain, not if, when we do complain, and I apologize, but when we have those moments where we complain about little things in life, we need to remember that there are people out there that have so much more, uh, or so much less, I should say, they have more things to worry about than the stupid minuscule things that you know some of us often complain about um i thank you for this community i just pray that you continuously talk to us me my wife and those out there that have the ability to allow the holy spirit to work through us guide us and just allow us to you know, well just speak to us what do you want us to do because it breaks us breaks our heart to see people struggle so give us the guidance Allow us to have the sensitivity and the strength to be able to meet people where they're at and to be able to give them the help of hand on behalf of you because this is all you're doing. Just tell us what you want us to do. We'll go do it. And we thank you for another day of life and good health because without our health, we have nothing else. Thank you for my marriage with my beautiful wife. Thank you for the awesome friends here. We have it to his hardline community. And, and and we thank you for other platforms like Scott at Bards FM and and um, Duncan at the Kilted Christian and Donna at the Brandenburg News Network. And, and there are many other good, true patriots out there. So we thank you for this community that truly has a love for Christ. And we just pray that more people pop up 
in the community. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I hope everybody has a great night, a great weekend. Stay safe. Don't eat too many leftovers. Don't want to get fat like me. Just kidding. I'm not really fat. I just got a little bit of a Buddha belly. That's all. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we'll be back here tomorrow with another episode of 1% with him reading out of the book of Isaiah chapter 19. I hope you all have a good day or night wherever you're at in the world. And God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on. Whether it's 1% with him, a His Heartline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg block hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week. Here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts. To tell you how to assemble your nation. How to get your nation back. How to restore the republic how to take accountability for your own life and to finally be free.